You are now listening to the greatest show in the universe. Hey man, this is Tommy Chong. Right now you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, this is Jordan Belfort, the real wolf of Wall Street, and you're listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Sean Danielson from Smile Empty Soul, and you are listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. The Anthony Rogers Show. Brian Bandrock from The Verb Pipe here, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey, this is James Jude Courtney, Michael Myers, a.k.a. The Shape, and Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and the soon-to-be-released Halloween Ends, and this is The Anthony Rogers Show. I am Dave Holmes from MTV and Esquire Magazine, and you are listening to the Anthony Rogers Show. What's up, everybody? WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather, and cannabis expert, <laughs> and connoisseur, and you're watching the Anthony Rogers Show. Peace. Luxurious Bastard Beard Co. is the best in beard care products. Grow a beard, be a man, and use Luxurious Bastard Beard Co. Use promo code LEGENDARY to get a discount. And get your Christmas shopping done early. Luxurious Bastard Beard Co. Link in description. Hamper offers a premium monthly smoking subscription box for all of your smoking essentials. Avoid trips to head shops and gain access to limited edition bongs and smoking goodies. Discover limited edition glass and innovative accessories. 3 million boxes shipped. Get this month's box $39.99 for over $100 in smoking gear. Wild Protein Chips. Comfort food you can count on. Chips made from chicken breast, egg whites, and bone broth. High-protein chips crafted from real ingredients, chicken breast, egg whites, and bone broth. No nuts. No gluten. No grain. No dairy. No potatoes. Use promo code LEGENDARY and try them for yourself. Hello everyone from around the world. I want to tell you Chom Dipping Sauce is so so good and is so so spicy. It makes every day a good day. Right now you can use the link in description or promo code Anthony Rogers one word to get a discount and try the fresh and best dipping sauce Chom Dipping Sauce. That was the longest intro in the entire world. I'm sorry, you'll never get that time back, but uh, I'll make it up to you with a huge guest. Uh, my name is Anthony Rogers, the greatest show in the entire universe. Today we have one of the biggest comedians on earth probably right now. Uh, his, his new special uh, just came out the other day. It already has over half a million views on it in a couple of days. Um, uh, Jim Brewer, how are you doing, brother? What's up, Anthony? How are you? Good, man. Good. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you going backwards in your career and being here, man. You're an absolute legend. Like, like, like literally an absolute legend, brother. Do you know that about yourself? Uh, no, I don't really look at things that way, but I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that way. I'm just, an, <laughs> I'm just another banana trying to figure out life as we roll along. That's a really real and a humble answer, man. Like, uh, dude, I, okay, so on, on your new special, do you write stuff or are you just like that natural? Like, it seemed like it seemed like that was just you having a conversation, but you're like hilarious. I don't know you at all. That's, that's I, I, I don't, I, I don't write. And what I mean by that is I write premises down and then I visualize, I visualize the conversation in my head and then I bring that to the stage 
And then as I'm on stage, that's where a lot of the creation happens, to be honest with you. And I probably would be much bigger if I had the discipline to have a staff and go after each show, sit down and write, you know, this joke works or do this tomorrow. And that, that piece worked and that was too fat. But the special that you, that you're referring to country boy will survive. Yes, sir. Um, which thank God, I think is going to hit a million. Yeah, man. It's, it's, I'm, I'm blown away by it, but um, that one was, it wasn't filmed specifically for a special. I film every single show and usually the shows that I do every couple months, I play Long Island, this place called the Paramount. It's an incredible venue, probably the best venue in the country. And um, at least to me it is. And I'm always like beyond electric there i would say at least the first half hour of that is just me freewheeling so that's what it seemed like but well now i don't mean that in a negative way it seemed it seemed no. like that was all stream of consciousness it's like it the emperor has no clothes but you made it silly and entertaining you know it's like uh I, like that's kind of the vibe i got from the uh, the country boy will survive special well that's exactly what it was i mean the only thing that i was really working on was the actual country boy will survive part and to be honest with you, um, I'm on a tour now and I was hoping to do that whole section. And when we, you know, I have a team, the, 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 the internet team, and they're like, no, we should release this now. Uh, I know you filmed this six months ago, but it's really relevant right now, all of it. And I went, ah, I don't want to waste that material. I said, I already have a new hour and a half, but I really like to ride out that whole hunting country boy and all that. And they're like, no, I, I really think you should try it. And you know what? It's been huge. It's been absolutely huge the way it's kicking up. And I don't know if it's the, um, the first 15 minutes that's blowing up. I mean, I don't know if it's the whole country voice section or just people going like what you said, like, Oh, this guy's just freewheeling in a special. So it seemed like but in a good way. And like, uh, no, I really, I really liked the, the, the kind of community you're becoming, man. It's like, it's kind of interesting. Like and I've, I've liked it the whole time. I'm just some random dude. So my opinion doesn't matter. I'm saying though, I think that like, uh, I see it coming into this, like really, I mean, just like kind of, George Carlin kind of thing, but sillier. You know, you're kind of a sillier dude. I like, uh, but it seems like like you're actually saying some stuff, you know. And I don't mean that you never did before. Just that, like, no, I, I know what you mean. If, if I would have thought that, if I would have thought Goat Boy and the guy from Half Baked would be calling out like 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 everybody in the institutions, I would have lost a lot of money. I would never took that bet. And, and I'm just saying, like, you've always been entertaining, but you you got some balls right now, man. And I think that like, uh, I think America needs that. And I think they need people in your position, like speaking the way you are. I think that's very important, man. I, I, I think it's extremely important and it really started with the last special, which was somebody had to say it and somebody had to say it was, it was filmed a year before it was released. So that that's the first time in my life where, um, I felt somebody, somebody had to say it. Like I was, I was blown out of my mind that people were not finding the funny and attacking everything that was going on. And, um, you know, I, I filmed it and then at, right before it was released, 
you know, Chappelle would touch on a certain subject or whatever, but mine was already done in the can and got out. But I think that special was the beginning of, I mean, I hit everything there. I hit, I hit gender. I hit um, college. I hit indoctrination. I hit COVID. Um, the lockdowns. I went after it hard because I realized in life, entertainment being funny is one thing, but I truly believe this is the first time my entire lifetime that I feel this is the most important time in history to be extremely honest and truthful, no matter what the cost is. And so even this special, the country boy will survive. It's the same thing. Like, you know, some people say, I can't believe you talk about, you know, who are you, a Trump fan? I go, that, that first couple minutes doesn't say I'm a Trump fan. What I'm doing is actually calling out emotions and the way you act and feel. Uh, of, you're not even, there's a great saying, love is blind. Well, so is hate. <laughs> hate is so blinding that you're willing to hate someone or hate a political party and not acknowledge, not acknowledge what's going on in front of your face. So it, it's the old, somebody's got to put it out there. And um, I'm tired. It's, it's one of those things, aren't we tired of worrying about people's feelings? I mean, good God. No one talks about the people that came back from Iraq and Afghanistan that have no legs or, or are crippled for the rest of their life when we never found weapons of mass destruction. I don't see any protests going on about that. I don't see any marches going on about that. I don't see anyone screaming about safe places for that. But I find that pretty offensive. So we can always find things that are offensive. But the minute you find out that we really are in the middle of a... Uh, some kind of twisted visual psych war, uh, the better off you'll be and the quicker you'll wake up and, and get on board with what's really going on. But you also have to find, I have to find the funny in that. It's not always easy. That's what you're great at. I'd say, I'd say like, like the, like every, like when I, I did a, I did a, uh, about a 20 state tour, like, and like everyone opening was ripping off your jokes. Like, like every, every opener was doing like the, like, like thing and they try to act like it was their own and stuff. Like I, I saw really? that. I saw that in at least three markets. Yeah. I mean, because like, it was, I mean, it was, I mean, you, but I mean, that's imitation is a true form of flattery. I don't know how I'd feel people are doing that to me though, in my art, but <laughs> dude, that's crazy. The cockatoos watching the news, the cockatoos. Some fan made that for me a long time. That's so basically. Great. Um, Great. But that was part of the special that I put out where it's like we've turned into cockatoos where we watch the news and we watch our political leaders and we think that's the real information. And then we go out and they use us to go out and spread it and, and fight for it and debate for it. And meanwhile, you're nothing but a cockatoo with zero information. So, well, I'm glad people are doing that because... I don't even I, I'd rather just the information get out there at this point. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think people are just like, uh, do you think people are blind to this or terrified of how, how, how crazy it is? Both. Like, OK, OK. Because like, I don't understand how people just don't see this. Like, it seems like are, are you Christian like real fast? Well, define that. 
Well, I mean, serve him to God, vaguely put, you know. Put it this way. I'm a God guy. That's um, okay. The God guys are seeing it, it seems like. Like, like, like that, that's that's what makes me think it's some end of times thing almost. Like, like, but you know, you won't know the hour, obviously. But like everyone that believes in God sees it almost. People that don't believe in God don't see it somehow. It's really weird. You are a thousand percent correct. I've I've got a few very close friends that are so blinded by everything. And I real I realize also they're not God people. And when we say God people, um, I'm not, I don't go to church. My wife goes to church. I'm not a church guy. I'm a, um, I talk directly. I ask for answers. I believe that we, that, that, that I believe in energy and creative angels and uh, guardian angels and that there's a great force. um, Who knows? But, it, it, it's all based on morality. Everything we do, if you, if, you just, if you just use your morality, your basic instincts, it's so easy to cipher through things. When you're emotionally attached to all the false idols, the ego, um, the politician, the, the famous star, the news, whatever you, but the scientists, the specialists, those are all false idols and their idols all live for one thing, money, the great deceiver, the root of all evil. So, uh, yeah, I stand pretty cemented shoed in the moral God world. Am I always perfect? No, but I think that's what, you know, let's take drag queens. No one cared about drag queens. It's a great business. I mean, Vegas, they do shows. When they started debating about, um, you know, dancing in front of children, you know, what's the rights? That is when, if you just stripped it all away and got rid of the blurriness, you talk morality, morality. Morally, do you think it's right for a man to dress like a whore and dance in front of a child? If you do, when I think there's something mentally wrong with you. I mean, that's just my own personal, your, 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 your gut tells you something's weird and creepy about this. And science can't define that. Yeah, it's not. It's just like uh, it's like an excuse, like dumb people say. They say math or science, like just to sound smart. They like say something like, "Yeah, math, dude," and I'm like, that doesn't make what you said smart. Just you named a subject, you know. It's like, like to a dumb person saying math or science would make the thing sound smart. Though, you know, that's that's what it's like. Punctuation for dumb people. It's like you know, it's like I don't know. It's weird. Well, I, I also noticed that too. A lot of people that fight for um, their beliefs and all that jazz. A lot of them were extremely studious. And a lot of them were great in school. Well, that doesn't make you a better human being. It doesn't make you a deeper thinker. It doesn't make you a better moral human being. It just means that you can take in everything they want you to know and learn, and you're damn good at it. That's basically it. Yes, memorization. It's not innovation. innovation That's all is it is. Intelligence. Like I think. I, I think like what you could tap into your stream of consciousness kind of comedy. I think what you tap into, I think that's way more innovative and intelligent to a guy like me. But but I think I'm I'm into art though. I mean, I could be other people could be into cars, or whatever. It's like it's all collab, you know. We're all yeah. something, and I think that like 
I, I mean, I think that's what it is. Everybody's supposed to be good at something, you know. We're not all supposed to be rock stars or whatever else. You know, we're supposed to be what we do best, you know. Now I tell people too, you know, people come up and go, "Hey, man, I'm just a nobody," but I say, "Listen to me, you don't. There's no such thing as a nobody. If I run into someone on the street and they tell me something so powerful, inspiring, and prolific, I turn around." And I, and I use that and I put it out into the universe or I use my podcast. I'll go on my Bruniverse and put it out there. I'll do it on stage. And now I'm touching thousands and beyond. And it's not just our country. It goes on and on. And that all came from what people consider I'm a nobody. That came from the nobody. And the minute we realize we don't need trophies and we don't need, um, um, you know, gratitude or satisfaction, you may not see it, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean you didn't make an effect on society if you're putting that out there. Everyone's a somebody, and some of you are way bigger than you ever anticipated. You could touch one human's life, and they touch millions, and you'd even know you were part of that as long as you're putting it out there. There's no such thing as the little people. That's how I, that's how I see life. No, I agree with that 100%. I think everybody has a purpose. And you don't have to be famous to matter. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, I mean, it's a it's a good perk probably, you know? I mean, I imagine. But, 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 I mean, the, perks, the perks are nice. I still get into restaurants once in a while. You know, maybe I'll get uh, maybe I'll get some better tickets at a concert or, or a ball game. But I, I, I you know, I don't, I don't walk it. Dude, I drive a Honda Insight. I, 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 I don't get that. No, he doesn't seem like an act. Like you seem like a real dude. Like I see. Like I kind of, I kind of sense that. Like you, you don't seem like a bullshitter. I mean, unless it's funny, you don't. You don't seem like you guys are like waste of time being somebody else. Is what I mean by that, you know? No, exactly. You seemed very real. You reached out. I've never met you. You never yeah. met me. You, you, you reached out on Instagram, on DM, and I was like, yeah, sure, man. I'll come on the podcast. Um, it, it's you didn't. You didn't deal with my publicist. You didn't deal with anyone. I dealt with you directly. So um, I feel like the more humble we all become, and I also believe it's very important to set an example. I love when people go, hey, you know, I, I saw that thing you did. It seems so real. It seems so humbling. When people see that no matter who they are, whether they're a CEO or someone is a millionaire or someone's been TV or I like this guy from whatever, and they're real human beings, I think that sets a great standard for the next person. And it's, it's a great example to, to, to walk the walk. You got to walk the walk, man, yeah, no matter who you are. I, I totally agree. And I think I've had the luxury of just being an American consumer. I've had the luxury of seeing you like grow as an artist, man. And like, without ever even meeting you, man. And I think that like, I mean, just, just where you're at now is amazing to me, man. Like the, like the numbers you're doing in like, in like what I would consider liberal markets that aren't, that aren't prepared for your words. That's what I would consider. I like, 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 like in the numbers you're doing in those markets is, is like, it's ballsy. It's unprecedented. And, it's, and I respect the heck out of it, man. I like, when I see that, I'm like, I'm like, this guy's just out there killing it, being himself. And he's not trying to, you're not trying to be anything, you know, it's, I mean, but yourself, you know, and entertain people and, and give them that gift of like happiness. Really. That's what it seems like to me. It's like a gift exchange. Really. I mean, well, it is. I feel like I'm. On, I feel like a mission too. I got to know my mission, I, and I and it, it's it's very hard too sometimes. And you probably fall into this where I I don't like falling into a, a, a demand. Meaning, um, 
like after I did somebody had to say it, everyone wanted me to basically sound like a rally at every show. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a, or they want, they want me to just trash uh, Biden and this, and that, and I'm all for that. But there's more to the, again, you keep away from that political zone. I'm not, I, I can't stand when people say he's so political or he's right wing. Like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm just another guy trying to figure it all. I'm not, I'm not a registered voter. I'm not a, a polit. I don't like politics. To me, it's professional wrestling. And I go along the course of Bob Marley, where Bob Marley, uh, I listen to a lot of Bob Marley interviews, and he would always say, all governments are illegal. And that's a powerful statement when you sit down and really think about it. You think, what are governments really here for? They're here to what? Protect the people? We're not protected. They send us to war whenever they want for causes we know nothing about that they try to sell us to. What, what are they really, really here for? They tax your money. They make you work. They take your money. Then after they tax your money for working, then they tax your money for buying. Then they tax your money for selling. They tax you for everything. Isn't that what we broke free from? It's um, it really, I caught on a long time ago, this whole like, we're free. No, we're not. No, we're not. And when you travel the world, it's, it's such a joke when you find out you're not the best and you're not the greatest and everyone else has a different uh, history about you that you don't even know about. And you're like, how come we're not taught this? Or how come we're not shown this? So it drives me nuts if people are like, oh, you know, political. No, I'm not political right now. I'm pointing out what no one wants to say. And the more we don't say it, the, the worse we're going to be. It's okay. really that simple. It's time for everyone to step up. I, I definitely agree. And I think they, they have a million words for disobedient, you know, like be, be far right or whatever, whatever it is. It just means disobedient to them. That's all these words mean. And it's just boring. And like, and like, I keep going back. Oh. Is, it, is it globalist? Is it China? Like who, who is, who is putting this, like the, the most boring world takeover I've ever seen in my life. You know, at least, at least Napoleon and Alexander and the great had balls. You know, this is like, this is some people hiding behind a screen name or computer, something like that. You know, like there's just no rifles aimed at me. Again, uh, they're backing me into a corner, you know? That's, I mean, that's how I feel. And, and like after seeing that Napoleon movie, I lost a lot of respect for their takeover, you know? I, I agree. Never, well, I, I think you're right. It's, it, this is it's a takeover. That's all it is. But we never imagined it would be here. It's a worldwide. See, the, the Roman Empire, you knew exactly who was doing it. Um, and just all the great takeovers, the, the English, they, the French. Um, the Spaniards, everyone, this, this is a whole different beast. This is not a military beast. This is, well, they use military, but it's like, it's corporate, which is worldwide. It's, it's, it's pharmaceutical, which is worldwide. Um, and the few government leaders, which is worldwide which is why they have summits, which is why they gather together. It's not about our country. It's, it's about how do they gain more power over us? How do they gain more control? How do they, how do they gain, how do they get more money out of who we are, out of us being a statistic? And I don't think people understand like the power of pure evil.
And it exists and it's happening. It's always happened, but now they're not even holding back anymore. I've, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah, Sam, I think it's like a spiritual war. I don't think it's hundred percent of the body. And, and, and like, uh, I mean, I hate to get all uh, like end of the world on you, man, but like, like every, no. everything in Revelation just sounds like a news story. They're like, like people who are lovers of self. They, they love the merchants as great men. Uh, the pharma, the pharmacy fools all the nations in the world. I'm just like, I'm like, they're literally just telling you what's happening in the future. And, and but they also say you will not know the hour. So I'm, so I'm like, are these guys these like larpers pretend hiding behind the Revelation to take over the world? Or are they the real guys, you know, like the army from the east, everything? I'm like, I'm like, man, you just you could just open a chapter of Revelation and be like, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. It's like And that's that's what my wife like my wife's all she knows that. I don't know this well. I have people try to explain it to me. Dude, this is in the book, Revelation, dang, it's all happening. And I go, I'm sure it, I'm sure it's in there, but I I see it. I, I already see. You don't even have to show me a book. I see it far and wide. You don't have to explain anymore. I see it with my own two eyes. Um, yeah, it's it's wild, man. But it's what you do about it, and this is this is where the tricky part comes because um, this is where people are stuck. Well, what do we do? Well, there's nothing we could do about it. Um, that's that's where the issue lies. You got you can talk about it all you want, but when are you going to do something? And what is that doing? Is it what's the resistance? What's the uh, pushback? What's the no? We're not doing that. What's the I'm not complying. That is that's going to be another key in the in the forward movement of our existence. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird times. You don't want to be the evil monsters they are. You know, you don't you don't you don't want to be you like. Like you don't, you don't want to be who they are to stop them. You know, like you, you, like, I mean, you, you, you have to be good regardless. And like that, and that's the trick, you know, it's like, it's like, you can, I mean, you can pull out your guns and weapons and all these things, but I mean, it's no match for the soul. And I'm like, I'm a, I'm infinite, man. If you want to, if you want to waste your time taking over a water rock, man, I'll be, I'll see you on the next ride. You know, it's like, <laughs> like that's how I feel right now. You know? No, I'm the, I'm in, I'm in the same, I'm in the same boat as you. And I, and again, I think, I think COVID really, sent me over the edge. I, I already was, um, I, I, I was already deep in what you would say is wide awake zone. Um, what a lot of people say like, dude, that guy's away, whatever. I was, I was long there, long, long there. Um, probably even before nine 11. So, uh, I even forgot what you were saying. So yeah, it's um, that's a podcast. You know, it's, that's how that's how podcasts work, really. But it's, you know, what do we do now? We just walk the walk. We talk the talk. We put it out there. We, you know, how is nobody? How is nobody said? You know what? The president has got to go. Like now, there is no, now. You represent oh. you represent me, and I, I you can't represent me anymore. You're out. You're oh, out. They have. They deleted all those guys from like social media, and then they created Gab and Parler and all this other stuff. Like they like 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 day of everybody's like that's fake. We have evidence, and and, and, and like they're like here's the evidence, and then they delete everybody that tried to tell on him, man. Like if you, if you tried to tell on Hunter Biden for being a pedophile, you you were you were um you were charged like in that situation. You know they're like oh you're you're sharing child porn by saying that Hunter Biden's a pedophile. Oh you're you're uh, you're a terrorist because you say Joe Biden's not our president. I mean I mean they they are attacking everybody that says it. You know I mean. And deplatforming them, and like it's 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 if nuts. You, if you remember, um, I'm not I'm not sure how old you are. I think you're younger than me. Thirty-seven. Uh, 
Yeah, you're way younger than me. So I remember being a kid and George Bush Sr., the first Iraq war. And I'll never forget, I just felt funny. It was, just, it was, I can honestly say I felt the presence of pure evil. Oh, yeah, that guy's definitely evil. And he put out there about this new world order. Um, and he, he made it very clear. And his son came right around, you know, they, they used the word terrorist. But I knew, again, it was this new world order. And, you know, they basically said, you're either with us or with them. And when you look back in history, who the them are, they fought their asses off with no weapons uh, and nothing to fight this machine, this deadly, evil, um, satanic, immoral, soulless machine that continues, um, that has no regard for human life whatsoever. And um, it's really making me look back even further in time to see who else really was doing this. You know, I used to do a bit about Muammar Gaddafi, long lived bait. Um, and the more I learned about Muammar Gaddafi, because we, we demonized him and he's a terrorist and we had to kill him and all this jazz. And then I realized he was one of the guys that stood up to the world and said, we don't need any of your money. We don't need your oil. I feed all my people. I don't have homeless. My, my medicine is free. My education is free. And I'm going to share that with the rest of Africa. And the next thing you know, we're bombing them and killing them. And then now Libya is one of the biggest sex trafficking areas in the world. And who did that? Huh? That's that's pretty telling when you start looking at those examples of a lot of places we've been. Yeah, that, dude, that's nuts. I, I remember in 2005, I've laughed at guys like Alex Jones and David Icke for saying the exact same thing you just said. And then, and then like, and then, and then now I'm like, yeah, like, 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 like David Icke was on the show. I actually apologized to him. I'm like, I'm like, sorry. In my youth, I thought you were crazy. And I'm like, is everybody reptilians? Is the only thing not proven David Icke said so far now. Like, that's, it's just, that's see, now that's thing. that's the one where. It's on the table for me, <laughs> but I feel like I have to see it with my own two eyes before I'm like, oh, Everything wow. else he said has, has come true, it seems like. like. He's like, globalists are taking over the world. They're going to use a virus. They're going to force the vaccine. And this is like 2005. You're like, what? I remember. And then, yeah. And then now, and then you see it now. I'm like, I'm like okay, so like. How long till we find out we're reptiles? Like, there's reptiles on this. I mean, how long till that? You know, are, are they demons? Are they are they actually reptilians? I don't know. Is it real even? I don't know. Dude, I even think about you were too young too, but uh, um, land of the lost. I could that be wrong. Show? Huh? A dinosaur show as a kid? Yes. Okay, I remember that as a kid show. Yeah, I remember that. The lizards lived down in the earth. They scared the death out of me, but they were lizards and they would come. They would only allowed in certain areas. They weren't allowed to walk around the earth, but they were allowed to come up in this one area where the where the like seaweed. I don't know, it, it, but it made me go, "Oh my god!" Were they even just telling us way back then, like laughing in our faces, that these lizard people were? I gotta watch that again. Land of the Lost. It was. You ever see they live? No. 
Dude, it's like an 80s movie, Roddy Piper. He puts on these glasses that look like these glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Love that movie. That's probably, yes. that's probably the best representations of it, man. Like, And the cheesy fight scenes really make it worth it. You know? Did you see – so, yeah, and they had all – you know, he put on the glasses and you'd see everything. Yeah. Did you so, see – I saw this awesome thing on TikTok, um, and then I verified it. And all, your audience can verify it. In Captain America, the movie – I think it's 2012. I could be wrong. There's a scene where Captain America, he like stops for a second in Times Square. Over his right shoulder is a huge billboard of a Corona beer. On his left side is what the virus looked like. So it's like Corona virus. And he's looking at the screen and you're like, is that a... Is that just a weird coincidence? Like, is that what? What are the odds that there's a virus on one side and a corona on the other here in this uh, American icon? This is weird. But you see all this stuff in films, the nine eleven stuff, and all that. It's just yeah, the Simpsons. Are it's big. almost like they're they're laughing at you, and they and they. They put, you know, I I remember being on Rogan, and I said, Joe, did you see? Have you ever seen Disney's Pinocchio? Oh, that got and, creepy when I got older to watch. Like, watch that back. That's so creepy. You you go look at the pub scene, and the pub the pub scene has the fox and like the weasel, and they go in the pub and they're talking to some fat gnarly guy at the end. who's just sitting there listening to them, and they're got their little crooked. They're making money from being little crooks. And then he says, you want to make some real money? And they're like, how? And they're like, we steal stupid little boys and we bring them to Pleasure Island. That's right, yeah. And then they're like, Pleasure Island? He goes, no, no, no. They don't come back as little boys. And you're like, oh, yeah. th this is the 40s, man. Right? I, like, I watched that as a kid. It didn't seem creepy. Like, no, I was scared, but not creepy. Yeah. Now, like, huh? That's yeah. and I and I saw a lot of SNL too, where I'm like, SNL. Um. That that it wasn't so much Senate Live. It's how does the public not know this much? about certain entertainers how do they keep this so quiet how do they protect this and then it's easy if you really think about it people are like well how, how come that's been a secret so long how come it's been a secret about the biggest products in the world cause cancer how come it's a you know it's a big Secret that this thing causes the worst thing because it's worth millions and billions of dollars. So if I spend hundreds of millions to protect an actor, it's because he makes me billions of dollars or an actress or a product that kills. Well, it kills in the long run. You know, one of the most horrifying things I heard was an ex-neighbor of mine who makes vaccines. And when COVID came out, I was trying to tell him, he's like, oh, you know, you need to get a vaccine. I would never do that. Was, what, why not? And he tried to explain to me, you know, it was good. This is what it does. And I do believe he thought it was real, what he was saying. And I said, well, what about the side effects? What about, um, 
what about so-and-so whose kid is down syndrome and what about this kid is autistic from that he's like that's not from vaccines all right like let's what about the side effects what about the bad side effects and he looked at me and this is what we teach in colleges and everything numbers and statistics which all means money he looks at me and he goes well the good outweighs the bad but he's not talking about humanity he's talking about profit at the end of the day profit and that is that is um really starting to make me you know we're all addicted to making money because that's all we know we're all addicted to all these things watch the ball game go drinking on friday and saturday go to become a successful career i i oftentimes will look back and go this is the greatest mentally slave existence maybe of any species it's really at the end of the day just an enslavement i mean how did we go from hunting and gathering to i need to dress up and go to school so i can learn how to make a business so i can buy a house that i don't really i mean it's pretty crazy when you start really going deep thinking about that at least for me it is no, it definitely is. Like the schools are like bell systems, like to make you operate and like show up on time and stuff. Like, uh, and, and then like, they, like they create, they get you ready for jobs that don't even exist anymore. They're really like, like, they're like they get ready for the factories that aren't even there. They're in China, and then like, and, and like it makes no sense. And like, like, like I felt stupid because like I technically have my dream job, and then I realized how dumb I am to have a my dream be a job. Like I realized how much of a slave I am. I, I, I like when I was like, oh, well, I have my I have my dream job. I'm like, wait, my dream was to have a job. I was just like, <laughs> right. I'm like, what? Like. What? Right. My dream is not to have one. My yeah. dream is just to live life's existence with great people around me that we lift each other up when our spirits are down and we help each other out when someone's hurting or, or whatever. I mean, that's, that's, those are good feelings at the end. Like when you're hanging out with your greatest friends and you have the hardest laughs and you're just hanging out, maybe he starts talking about his wife. And like, hey, we're going through some serious stuff. Now. And then you start, well, I don't worry, my wife's this way. And she's talking about him. We're laughing and we're healing one another. And it's like, you know, back in the day, you know what th therapists would call friends. They were friends. Right. Um, it's, it's almost like everything that was natural, this bizarre enslavement figured out how to make money off it. That's so true. Yeah, no, or a like business it. out of it. It's weird. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, man, I should have cured cancer at the time it took me to self promote, and, and like, and like, like, I'm like a barn grill comedian, and like, I'm, I'm like, and I feel like, um, people, I was flying to Hawaii, and people are like, oh man, comedy, that's a really hard job. I'm like, well, you're on the hardest part, flying over the ocean for six hours. I mean, it's like the, the worst part to me. I mean, like, like the rest of it's just like eating food and talking for thirty minutes or an hour. You know, it's like, 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 like to me, I mean, I'm not. You're probably more of an artist than I am. I, I feel like I could just kind of bullshitted more and like, like to be honest and like and they're like that's a really hard job talking to people I'm like man working is probably harder like sitting in a cubicle for 40 years is probably way harder than talking to a microphone that's how i I, I highly agree but and you're passionate how you feel i mean we have the we have the ultimate experience right now because we get to passionately believe and talk about our truths and what that's a better time to be in life just, hey, yeah, what are you gonna do today? We're gonna talk about real life. Well, you, you weren't able to do this 10 years ago. You weren't able to do this. Maybe, but no one was really listening. Or they think <laughs> you're a freak, you know what I mean? That's so true, yeah, no, yeah, that's so real, man. Like, uh, 
we're definitely lucky to be on this side of the planet and born here, you know? Like, I mean, it seems like a lot of guys have it way, way tougher than, than we do over here, you know? Like, oh, like, hands down. Anybody can get an iPhone and be whatever they want to be, you know? <laughs> That's what it seems like to me anyway. It seems like any anybody can do anything they want to do, just like uh, just make sure your goals aren't as stupid as mine, you know? <laughs> That's how I feel, you know? You can do whatever you want, you know? Just make it worth it. Sure. It's like... Uh, sure. Well, some cheesy questions I have on here. Like, what got you into comedy originally? Like, what, what was your thing that was like, man, I'm going to do comedy? Was it like a thing you always knew or you fell into or what kind of thing like that? Uh, I, I, knew, um, I knew since I was a kid that's what I wanted to do. But I, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to, I wanted to be the front man of a, a heavy metal band. So the real dream was to be a huge comedian opening for my monster Judas Priest-like metal band. Um, and I used to draw the stage for both. And then I, I, I knew from the get-go I was, I was going to be in either in stand-up or in acting or in films or in television. Um, and it started young, Lauren Hardy. Abbott and Costello, I loved slapstick. And then the first real comedian that did it for me was Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. And if you really watch me, it's it's like Richard Pryor, Kinnison, and Carlin mixed in a in a blender. Um, yeah, a cartoon version of that almost. Because you, you have like a you have like a Jim Carrey kind of rubber face kind of thing too, I'd say. You know, it's like like mixing yeah. like, you, if you just listen to the audio, I'd say exactly what you said. But like you have this weird visual thing too. It's amazing. I mean, it's really good, man. It's not. A, it's good. It's very. It's very over exaggerated, animated times. Yeah, um, and you're like a living cartoon character. That's what you seem like to me. Like, and <laughs> that's and that's me. I go from and which is funny. So my first album was Steve Martin. Let's get small, which is absolutely just ridiculous, silly nonsense. Um, and then from there it became Richard Pryor. And then Richard Pryor turned into George Carlin. And then Eddie Murphy was my huge, huge hero. And he pushed me over the edge. Um, and then I'd say the biggest influence after that was Sam Kinison. So that was, that was my Mount Rushmore. You had Sam Kinison, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, George Carlin. That's my Mount Rushmore of stand-up comedy. That's no, they're all legends, man. Th those are those are the ones for me. A lot of the younger people don't know them, um, but those those were the monsters for me. Those were just monsters. No, they were, and they definitely were, man. Um, did you ever meet like uh, like Mitch Hedberg or Bill Hicks or anything like that? Like any of those guys? So Mitch, Mitch, I not Bill. I never met Bill. Um, and Mitch. I did a show with him. Wow. I want to say it was like University of Alabama. And Mitch, before he started getting really big, um, he, would play, he would play in New York City at the comic strip where I would play often. And um, it was like me, Wanda Sykes, Ray Romano, and someone else almost every Friday, every Friday and Saturday night. And he would go up, he do sets, and I remember saying, "Hey, man, I'm going on a big tour. I think my it was right after half baked, so I was, I was crushing with sales, and everyone wanted to see, to hear half baked stories." And I went, "This crowd will 
they're going to eat you up. They're going to love you. And his manager at the time was like, no, blah, blah. But I also wanted to do it between you and I uh, to mentor. Um, because it, by that time, I know what it's like to make it. I know what it's like to be tempted by evil. And I knew what it was like to fall down and go up and down. And, and it's, a, it's, it's not easy when your star is coming along and they're offering things and you get you, you, you can lose your mind real quick if you're not mentally stable or you have morals or you believe in God or whatever. And um, I got to say, I did a gig with him in Alabama. I was closing and I showed up at the gig and, and I, I was nervous about closing. Like I knew I had the name, but I, I was like, I don't know if I want to follow this guy. This kid's I yeah, I, no, I can only imagine how crazy that'd be, bro. That's I was crazy. like, this kid is, uh, he's on fire. And he has a huge underground following. And so I show up and they're like, listen, Mitch isn't here. So do you mind going up first? I went, no, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, no, that'd be great. So yeah, do your 45 minutes and he does 45 minutes. So okay. So he's not there when I showed up. So I start the show. I'm up there 45 minutes and I'm wrapping up and I'm looking to the side and they're going, he's not here. Can you keep going? <laughs> and I went, uh, okay. All right. And it was some weird thing. Oh, he landed at a different airport. And they kept coming up with all these excuses. I was up there an hour 15, hour 20. And I said, you know, you know, screw this, man. I'm not getting paid. Like, this is matzo. I can't stand up here. Just spew. So I was literally saying goodnight. And as I was saying goodnight, I see him standing on the side. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. So I introduce him. And he was... He was jumped out, um, and it was it was so heartbreaking to see that he still murdered, murdered, because he would he wouldn't face the audience. He would just he was just slowly go around. And he was just and he was talking into the microphone, but I knew he was he was jumped out hard. And I think it was only about two weeks later where that was the end of it. He lost his life. Man, yeah, it's such a waste of talent, man. Like, like drugs are so stupid, man. Like, I, it just ruins so many awesome guys, man. Like, and that's the part of the industry that would really piss me off because I saw a lot of that too with Farley and um, wow, guys man. like Mitch, where like if I'm managing Mitch Hedberg, sorry, man, you're not going out on the road. You got a drug problem. It ain't going down. I know you're going to make more money. You're going to spend on the drugs. You're going to kill yourself. And I don't want my hands dirty as part of that. Um, you know, I had a, I had an opener. I had an opener, very, for a very close friend. And he got mad. He got mad at me because I went on a big tour and I didn't bring him. But I knew he was going through so much at home. Yeah. And I said, hey, man, your, your family needs you right now. I know you don't want to hear that. But I'm not going to be able to live with, I'm not going to be able to live with it if I bring you out on the road, and you're not. You need to go home and deal with your situation. And you know we're still best friends, and and we still do a lot of things together. And he appreciated that, but that's the part of the industry, or anything 
where the people around his life are just collecting a check and yeah. they can care less that this guy's sticking needles in his in, in, in his God, he was doing it between his toes. It was just it was ugly. It's like, how do you not how do you not know that they don't care? Money takes away the soul. They don't care. I don't care as long as I get my 15%. I don't care. And then the next guy, I make another job. I don't, I don't care. That's sick. That's so, sick. No, it's, it's very so, sick. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being like that. Yeah, that's no, crazy. And, and like, what a, I mean, that guy was so, like, I mean, the, the amount of touring you have to do to have all those one liners has to be insane. He's like, like, he, I mean, he test marketed all those one liners into like a condensed like set. I mean, you could tell those are test marketed. They weren't just like, they were no. just, they were like something he did like, a bunch of times and that and and that's what i like i love guys that he's he was a i love guys that know how to write they're oh, brilliant cool. writers carlin was a writer yeah. mitch was a writer um there's guys out there now that are just they're great writers and i can't and you'll see them and they'll do the same set every single night or, or they'll or they'll have a staff of writers, some of the bigger names. They have the staff, and they and they. I don't know. I, I don't have that discipline. Oh or, yeah, that, that I, would suck. But That's I also get bored bear. from it. I get bored. I can't. Yeah, it's like being a circus bear. It's like playing oh. the same song every night. It's like play, 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 It's like playing uh, like some song for twenty years. You know, it's gotta be crazy. Oh my god, it drives me crazy. But with guys like Mitch, it's like playing songs. Okay. Yeah. This is the one song. He was great. He was so good. He mind me of, um, oh my God, I'm blanking out. Uh, shame on me. The guy in the couch in Half Baked. Oh, um, Stephen Wright. Yeah, he was like a 90 Stephen Wright. Totally. Correct. Correct. Totally. That, correct. Yeah, that's a great correlation. No, that's, that's totally true. They're the same guy. One liner. Yeah, weird one liner guys. Yeah, no, it's so true. Stephen Wright. I know that. I know the Mitch Hedberg generation didn't know Stephen Wright, but I would. I bet you if Mitch was alive today, like, was Stephen Wright one of your biggest influences? And there's no way, there's no way he would not say, oh, dude, a thousand percent. Stephen Wright's awkward one line, let it lay there, was just, it was brilliant. And you didn't see much of that. And that's why it was so exciting to see Mitch Hedberg, because he was like a, a new Stephen Wright but he had his own, he was authentic. He had his own authenticity that was just, it was amazing. So, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd say he's one of the best writers of, of, of oh. Like that's so much work to put into that. I mean, like, I, I, feel, I feel like a bullshit artist compared to that, you know? Like, it's just like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I feel like that guy just had it going on. Like him and Bill Hicks are two of my favorite kind of guys. I think like, uh, like, like uh, Bill Hicks was like a, kind of like a Carlin too. I mean, he, he went too hard on that, on that, uh, what was that fire in Texas? Like that's when he like they they got like he died conveniently close to calling out all that Waco stuff, man. He was he, he went from like comedian to like calling out Waco full time. He's like he's like the government just murdered people down here. Like what's going on? And, and then all of a sudden the guy dies of cancer. I'm like I'm like that's weird, you know? Or it was weird. Um, it's funny. I, I I'm with you. Where I went in waves with Bill Hicks. So I was a I loved Bill Hicks, and then he. I didn't understand the direction he went. I was too, I was too narrow-minded. I was too young to understand what he was getting at. But I just saw him as angry. 
yeah, he was angry. <laughs> and I went, dude, you're not funny anymore. You're angry. Like, what are you, uh, are you then don't say you're a comedian. Just say, like, I'm going to come out and yell or I'm going to mean. But then as I got older, and then I started looking back at his clips, I'm like, wow, this guy was, this guy was even deeper. Like, Carlin found the jokes where Bill was just right in your face and just put it right there for you to look at uh, with no joke and he didn't care. He did it more as a, he did it more as a sneer. Um, yeah, he was, he was great. And then I'm sure you heard that conspiracy that he turned into a Rush Limbaugh. Very- <laughs> I, heard, I heard that now Alex Jones. I heard two of them. Like, I'm sorry. I take that back. Uh, Alex Jones. I thought That's I heard the Rush thing too. Though. I thought I, I thought I did. Rush was no. Rush was uh, uh, the Doors. Um, oh, Jim Morrison. You're right. Yeah, no, it yeah. was Jim Morrison. Yeah. That's right. What, what do you think, of Andy Kaufman? That's that's interesting one too. Um, he was weird. Awesome. He was weird, but I loved him. I loved Andy Kaufman. I couldn't figure out. He, you know, there was a bunch of people that died young, really. Yeah. Did they die or did they just fake their death? Did they become something else? Did they see something? Did they? Um, yeah, I didn't. Those were so many stars dying. That's a great point. They, like, like, and then, and then if all at the same like, time. Yeah, and, and if celebrity dies, they're like, oh, it's a drug overdose. It's fine. I'm like, well, I want a little more homework in that. You know, I'd like to hear a little more. Can you show me that? Can you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was trying to look up into the number 33 and how many of them died at the age of 33. And like, well, that's weird. Um, or is it weird? So there's, there's a lot of um, – I saw a great one. Jimi Hendrix is Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and, and then you look at, well, when did Morgan Freeman start acting? the same year that Jimi Hendrix died. Um, And then you look at Jimi Hendrix as he died and when Morgan Freeman started, you're like, God dang, they definitely could have passed his brothers. But I, I love stuff like that. I love at least looking and trying to figure out whether it's so off the wall and nonsense. I go, at this point in life, if you told me uh, half the things that if you told me 40 years ago, hey, listen, in the future, they're going to convince boys to cut off their genitals so they can become a girl and girls are going to take hormones so they can grow a penis and grow boobs and have a mustache because they're not going to know what they are. And, and you're like, what? What do you? Oh, yeah, they're going to say there's aliens and they're going to lose fire jets. And, and it, it did. The things that you're going to say, oh, they're going to lock down the world because it, it, I, I'm i I'm open to anything right now. Everything's on the table. Everything. Yeah, after 2020, I guess it is more officially. Yeah, I know. Like, like, I couldn't believe I, I thought it was going to, I thought they were putting us in camps, man. When 2020 hit, I'm like, I'll, are they trying to put me in camps? I saw this movie before, you know, I'm like, that's yeah. what I was thinking originally. And I'm like, and I'm like I was like way more paranoid about the world than a virus i'm like, I'm like you just told me like and i and i knew it was i knew it was fake immediately or not a real threat at least me too because everybody had ads the day of like, like every every company had ads the day of and then like tr- and then trump's talking like with 20 people being like hey you want to be in rooms of like five or less i'm like you're not even doing that 
Like you're in a room of like of like 40 people telling people to be in rooms of like five and less. I'm like, you don't even believe your own bullshit. Uh, you right. know, it's, it's like how I felt. And I, I'll never have the answer, but my brain will constantly scan for pattern recognition to figure out what all that was. I still have no idea. I still don't give you know, I me mean, any global takeover, whatever, you know, I, you could narrow it down. But I'm saying like, it still doesn't make sense. Like, It definitely was a, um, an attempt to take over the world. Did they? Def- to me, that was the World War Three. That's World War Three. There wasn't, it was World War Three was the psychological, um, pharmaceutical government, uh, whatever secret society, which I call also our news. Those are their, those are their, that's their army. Um, and it was the takeover or the attempted takeover. I, I can only hope that, um, I'll go along the deep, uh, thing that they, they did fail. And, um, I pray to God, we are watching some kind of weird, creepy movie. Um, but I don't know. Are we all being played? I don't know. Yeah, I, it, seemed like, it seemed like both media bubbles are wrong, really. You know, it's like, <laughs> it didn't seem like as much information. It's just, it all seems like CIA theater. Like, I'm just like, watching yes. a bunch of people just acting like this weird CIA theater thing. And, and like, it's weird hearing a guy of your stature say it because like, he's like, like ha- half my instincts like, this guy's a fed. Another half, <laughs> And the other half's like, no, I mean, you seem sincere, you know? And I don't mean that as an insult, just my instincts of, like, not knowing you at all. I'm, no. I'm like, you're so high up there. I'm like, I'm like, as far as, like, your career and stuff, I'm like, I'm like it's, it's crazy. Like, a guy like you has the balls to say that, and I respect that a lot. Because, I mean, you could you could lose more than anything. I mean, you're, you're so, you know I mean? You have everything tied up to your career probably. And, like, for you to say, words have a different consequence. Like, they tell me, if I'm canceled, it's like, oh, I can't work at Target, you know what I mean? Or whatever job I have, whatever job I get, you know? But, I mean, I'm just saying you have a lot more to lose than a guy like me, I feel like. Well, yeah, and I think, you know, th- that was also like a thing that was a little, f- not frustrating, but it was bizarre to me because I don't see myself as, oh, my God, that guy's a celebrity or, oh, my God, that guy's a star. Um, I don't. I just see myself as, oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, yeah, I did that thing back then. I did that because uh, I live my life as humbly as possible. But I would see people going, dude, he definitely, uh, you know, when things would come out about, um, I'm sure you see, you know, the, the one eye. Or, <laughs> do, you have, do you have any photos like that? <laughs> n- no, thank God. But I do have this, you know. Oh, and, yeah. Because I'm metal. So I'm like, yeah, you know, so I'm like, I'm like, you know, Judas Priest, Metallica. So I would see certain people like, dude, he put this up, so he's one of them. <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's that's my '80s metal right there. And now I'm even super self-conscious. <laughs> I'll take pictures with fans, and I saw, you know, I'll look at all the Illuminati and Freemasons, like, you know, one is like keeping one hand in a pocket like this and one hand in your, in your, in your, um, pants pocket. And and that's my natural, if I'm kind of nervous, my hands are in my pocket or I'm like, Oh shoot. Okay. They're going to say I'm Illuminati. Like it's, it's, what's spookier to me are the people that go too far and wide and they just are all in 
Like, yeah. oh, he he's in a movie 40 years ago, so he's one of them. <laughs> what? Dude, what do you, if you look, I left everything in about 99. I, I moved to the suburbs um, next question was and raised three girls. Huh? I'm sorry, my next question was, how was Adrenochrome? Was it, uh, did you like it? Was it for you? Or like <laughs> uh, and that's another thing when I started finding out all that, like that was crazy, yeah. What? Um, and then people started showing me, like looking, looking. He goes, "You don't think it exists?" He goes, uh, "They showed me the movie with uh, uh, Johnny Depp, the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, right? Oh, and he's yeah, all he drugged up, and they they show you adrenochrome. You're like, oh shit! And then you'll see those pictures of certain people with and without it, and you know, that's another weird thing during COVID. You saw Madonna like singing some weird, did you see those videos? Where she's like, I need pasta. Pot. And you're like, what the fuck That, that was weird. That, that's, that's an undertold story about like how weird all the celebrities were trying to communicate with each other. Like, during that time, like Tom Hanks had a sign, I can't talk and like. You're I mean, like, they, what was that? That was, what is that? Even, I don't want to say his name, but even he was like, it all relies on Tom Hanks. And he goes to Tom Hanks, goes, Ch -ch -ch. You know, and I'm like, yeah, it was, it was just a bizarre time. Like, I'm like, am I being pranked or like, what's going on? It's right. Like, it's just and, and, and like half of me is like, 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 so like I'm, I always think about it. So like, is, I'm like, is this like, is this like China making us like not like any of our heroes and go against their own people and fight our own people, like an inside kind of thing. And then split the crowd by dividing all the people, like dividing people on different apps, like Gab and Parler and like, uh, and it could have been, it could have been, or is it real? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it felt, it seemed real, but I'm easy to trick. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm that smart, you know? I feel like if I see it on a like I think I talked for half an hour with my brother in law about flat earth, you know, the other day. And I, I can't be just like, so, so it's like, I'll, 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 I'll listen to anything. It doesn't mean I necessarily Me too. betray it. Why not? At this point, I'll listen to anything. It's, it's all, it's all open game to me, is, especially if you can show me some examples. But um, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm just like you and probably hundreds of millions of others just trying to figure out what the hell is going on while we're trying to get through our day, knowing, knowing there's something inside us that's still not settled. There's still, we can't really put our finger on it, but we know something just ain't right and it ain't done. What it seemed like to me is like a really lazy attempt to take over the world out of fear. Like like after that like Epstein Island thing went, they got really desperate. It's like faking a pandemic to make me take a drug, super desperate, you know? Like, like you could probably you could probably got me in a lot of different ways, you know. But like you could know, could poison red hot riplets or something, you know? Could could you could poison edibles, you know? There, there's, there's, so many, there's so many ways you could have got me. You know? like, <laughs> And it just it just seems so like desperate and like last minute like it was like Epstein Island we're locked down not them I'm like what <laughs> like I'm like that had a weird twist and I, I think we're going to a renaissance man I think we're going to a renaissance and guys like you're gonna be looked at as like heroes for like being one of the few to talk out during this time I think man and like and not going off the deep end you know like at least like questioning things and not like you know yeah you don't really push an agenda you just seem like you're like what is going on does anybody have the answers you know it's like and I think that's very important I think history will. I you'll remember that. I think if we, if we win this culture war, and I think we will, you know, I think it's a, it's I a do too. I, I, I'm pretty, I feel really good about it. Um, but everywhere I go, I don't put any trust into, I do all different shows. <clears throat> I do a, um, 
And even throughout this whole thing, you know, you'd see certain podcasts popping up and certain uh, people getting popular. And, and, I, and I think I'm pretty good at deciphering like, all right, this one, this one's just capitalizing on the times and what's the right thing to say. Huh. This is a lot of that. There's a lot of, um, you were on the other side and now you're on this side. Ooh, I don't trust you either. There's a lot of, I just don't know who to trust, but I do know this. After all the things we see, like, oh, okay, it's definite that they bribed and they, you know, this government did that, and they but nothing ever gets done. And I always said from the beginning of time, it's professional wrestling. It's, it's professional wrestling. They get in a room, they say, you're going to play the bad guy, and you're going to come out, and you're going to say, um, the other side wants abortion, and, and then you come out, and we'll do this, and we'll, you know, so we get them crazy for like the next month, and then, and then after that, we're going to come out the gun thing, and we'll show a video, and like, I got to take the guns away, and I'll get that, and, that. and we need to start a war, let's start a war, let's do it, we go over there, like, whoever these people are, they need to be gutted out, like, quick. Because they are the, they are the demons. They are the demons. And I'm not saying it's violence. I'm just saying this ain't working anymore. It ain't working anymore. Nobody trusted anymore. No one trusts anything in place anymore. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. So what is the net? It's almost like that. Metalhead, the song Peace Sells by Megadeth. My favorite line of that thing is um, if there's a new way, well, I'll be the first in line, but it better work this time. You know, peace sells, but mm, who's buying? It's, it's such a great. Song. I feel like a lot of the 80s metal guys came out just to warn us what's coming. That's how I took 80s metal. Dude, yeah, music's so awesome, man. If I, if I was more talented, I'd do music, man. Oh, it's, God, it's, it was a, just to be sold out. <laughs> it's a good thing I became a comedian because if I became a metalhead, I would have I been, been dead right now. I would have been, I don't know, talking to you with open marks on my face. Like, I would have been, I would have been a mess. I would have had sexual diseases. I would have had. I would. Have, I would have abandoned children around the world. It would have been bad. It would have been. There's no way I would have been able to handle it. No way. No way. I don't know how those guys. You guys do that young man. You get this guy a record deal at 21, and they're on Earth in their 40s. I'm like. I'm like. How do they do that? You know. It's like. Yeah, like, I don't know how they do it either. I don't know how they do it either. My buddy was in like. A, he, he coasted for about nine months. He was in. A, he's a singer of a Smile Piece. So when I talked to him about that all the time, I'm like. I'm like, so you had a record deal at 21? Like, well, it was like, I would have just, I mean, I couldn't imagine like what, I, what that was even like and how how I would have messed that up. You know, it's like, I just like, I, I mean, everyone's an idiot in their 20s, you know, like, and not a mean way, just they seem like it, you know, like I was too, you know. So. Most people are. Most people are. And then you give them free booze, free booze, free sex, free drugs. It's, it's over. It's lights out with security. <laughs> 
It's lights out. You're creating a Motley Crew. It's like that Money for Nothing song. They gave that guy a private jet or whatever he talks about. Like in this song, it's like it's like that guy on TV. They gave him a private jet or something like that. Like I love I love that line. That, that song, like Money for Nothing, whatever. Yeah, it's a great song too. Money for nothing and the chicks for free. Yeah, it sums yeah. up the little vibe you're talking about. You know, it's like uh, yeah, sorry, man. Well, before right, I feel like I could talk for nine hours and waste your entire life talking to you because like you're a very interesting guy. But uh, if you want to throw any like promo or anything before we just waste more of your time, you know. No, to be honest with you, I love. Hey, people can check out my podcast. It's called The Bruniverse. Uh, it's on YouTube, Spotify, and all that. And check out the new special. It's on YouTube. It's called uh, Country Boy Will Survive. And uh, if you can last the first 15, 20 minutes, and I think you'll last the entire hour. So people are digging it, and I appreciate your time. And it was, this was a great hang. I hey, can't likewise, thank you. Yeah. No, likewise. I got a lot of respect for you. I appreciate you, uh, like I said, going backwards in your career to be here uh, with a bar and grill comedian. You know, I really <laughs> – I do, I, do, I do appreciate it, man. You're, you're an absolute legend, and I appreciate you kind of sticking up for, like, the, I mean, America, really. And, 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 yep. and, like, the world, I guess, really, you know, through entertainment – and then I, uh, the new special is great, man. If, uh, if you guys are watching this at home now or you're watching it later, whatever, definitely check it out. We're trying to, yeah. he's about to, it'll probably be a million by the time you check it, man. It's already like half a million in like two days or something. That's nuts, man. Yeah, it was pretty, it, it grew pretty quick. I didn't expect it to grow that quick, but um, people were latching onto it. So, hey, if it makes people laugh and, and get by their next day, and so be it. I appreciate you, brother. All the best to you, Mr. Rogers. And likewise, I wish you continued success as well. And if I, if you're following me at home, unfollow me and follow Jim Brewer. Uh, just uh, unfollow me off all social media and add Jim Brewer. Uh, <laughs> th thank you all for watching. I'll be back tomorrow with some other stuff going on. Later.